You're listening to the Redfield Arts Audio Podcast. One must include a sample of Shakespeare in an album of storytelling. Here, a drunken porter at Macbeth's house tells the audience how he imagines himself to be the doorman to hell. Here's knocking indeed. If a man were porter of Hellgate, he should have all turning the key. Knock, knock, knock. Who's there in the name of Beelzebub? Oh, is a farmer that hanged himself on the expectation of plenty. Come in time. Have napkins an hour about you. Here, you'll sweat for it. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there in the other devil's name? Faith. Here's an equivocator that could swear in both the scales against either scale. Who committed treason enough, for God's sake, yet could not equivocate to heaven? Oh, come in, equivocator. <laughs> knock, knock, knock. Who's there? Faith, it's an English tailor come hither for stealing out a French hose. Come in, tailor. Here you may roast your goose. Knock, knock, never at quiet. What are you? <sighs> But this place is too cold for hell. I'll devil-porter it no further. I had thought to let in some of all professions that go the primrose way to the everlasting bonfire. Anon, anon. I pray you remember the porter. Was it so late, friend, ere you went to bed, that you do lie so late? Faith, sir, we were carousing till the second cock. And drink, sir, is a great provoker of three things. What three things does drink especially provoke? Merry, sir, nose painting, sleep, and urine. <laughs> Lechery, sir, it provokes and unprovokes. It provokes the desire... But it takes away the performance. Therefore, much drink may be said to be an equivocator with lechery. It makes him and it mars him. It sets him on and takes him off. It persuades him and disheartens him. Makes him stand to and not stand to. In conclusion, equivocates him in a sleep and giving him the lie leaves him. I believe drink gave thee the lie last night. That it did, sir, in the very throat on me. But I requited him for his lie, and I think, being too strong for him, though he took up my leg some time, yet I made a shift to cast him off. Is thy master stirring? Our knocking has awakened him. Here he comes.
Shakespeare's villains are especially verbose storytellers, and they tell us everything they know and everything they're going to do right out of the gate. Here's Richard telling us what mischief he'll make on his way to the throne. Now is the winter of our discontent, made glorious summer by this sun of York. And all the clouds that lowered upon our house in the deep bosom of the ocean buried. Now are our brows bound with victorious wreaths, our bruised arms hung up for monuments, our stern alarums changed to merry meetings, our dreadful marches to delightful measures. Grim-visaged war hath smoothed his wrinkled front, and now, instead of mounting barbed steeds to fright the souls of fearful adversaries, he capers nimbly in a lady's chamber to the lascivious pleasing of a lute. But I, that am not shaped for sportive tricks, nor made to court an amorous looking-glass, I, that am rudely stamped, and want love's majesty to strut before a wanton ambling nymph. I, that am curtailed of this fair proportion, cheated of feature by dissembling nature, deformed, unfinished, sent before my time into this breathing world, scarce half made up, and that so lamely and unfashionable that dogs bark at me as I halt by them. Why, I, in this weak, piping time of peace, have no delight to pass away the time, unless to spy my shadow in the sun and descant on mine own deformity. And therefore, since I cannot prove a lover to entertain these fair, well-spoken days, I am determined to prove a villain and hate. The idle pleasures of these days. Plots have I laid, Inductions dangerous, By drunken prophecies, Libels and dreams, To set my brother Clarence and the king In deadly hate the one against the other, And if King Edward be as true and just As I am subtle, false and treacherous, this day should Clarence closely be mewed up about a prophecy which says that G of Edward's heirs the murderer shall be. Dive thoughts down to my soul. Here Clarence comes. The Tempest by William Shakespeare Caliban's Speech This Island's Mine Thou poisonous slave, got by the devil himself upon my wicked dam, come forth! As wicked dew as e'er my mother brushed with raven's feather from unwholesome fen, drop on you both a south-west blow on ye, and blister you all o'er. 
For this, be sure tonight thou shalt have cramps. Side stitches shall pen thy breath up. Urchins shall forth at vast of night, that they may work all exercise on thee. Thou shalt be pinched as thick as honeycomb, each pinch more stinging than bees that made him. I must eat my dinner. This island's mine, by Sycorax, my mother, which thou takest from me. When thou camest first, thou strokest me and made much of me. Wouldst give me water with berries in't, and teach me how to name the bigger light and how the less that burn by day and night. And then I loved thee and showed thee all the qualities of the isle. Fresh springs, brine pits, barren place and fertile. Cursed be I that did so, all the charms of Sycorax, toads, beetles, bats, light on you, for I am all the subjects that you have, which first was mine own king. And here you sty me in this hard rock whiles you do keep from me the rest of the island. Thou most lying slave, whom stripes may move, not kindness, I have used thee, filth as thou art with humane care, and lodged thee in mine own cell, till thou didst seek to violate the honour of my child. Oh, oh, would that have been done? Oh, thou didst prevent me. I had peopled else this isle with Caliban. Thank you for joining us and listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for subscribing to the podcast. For more information about our audiobooks and audio drama, please visit redfieldartsaudio.com. This is Mark Redfield. Be safe, be well. Until next time.